if you want to achieve peace around you, you have to achieve your inner peace first. Standing out of the usual is not something easy. But if you manage to stand out of the usual, it will open to you a different perspective to see things different. It's a daily battle to find balance every day. It's a daily battle. I, I don't believe balance is a myth. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to stand on my hands. <laughs> to, to find balance, you need to anchor yourself a purpose. And that's usually the biggest challenge of everyone, I believe, is finding their own life purpose. Hi, I'm Jagrati. Welcome to You Are Human, a podcast attempting to decode human potential and possibilities by bringing you real stories, real heroes. This is episode four. In today's episode, I have Fahad Al Abri, a fitness trainer, TEDx speaker, expressionist, musician, movement practitioner, marathon runner, environmental advocate, who is also popularly known as Caveman. I ask him why he calls himself Caveman, to which he says, I wanted to create a character that's loving nature and to combine it with fitness and premium life and the paleo life of living without the need of the artificial life in it. The simple human being, but the caveman evolved and I believe we all evolve in some point. His interesting take on expressing himself through a handstand, which is his symbol of promoting peace, has taken him to over 80 cities in 60 countries. I wonder why did he pick the handstand as his symbol of expression, to which he says, The reason why I picked the handstand is because I believe the handstand has the qualities that I like, which is health and well-being. There's a fitness challenging on it, and there's the perspective of it. So since I'm so passionate about movement and exercise, and I won't say a workout, but I'm more of an expressional person through human physical movement. And I found the handstand is one of the movements I admire a lot. And I choose to pick a way how I can express myself at the same time to associate it with a message to how I believe and what I believe in and how I would love to see the world. So the handstands itself, as I'm learning how to do it, it was a learning journey that that's, I can say I grow with it from a different dimensions with it. There's a philosophy as I'm learning in it. There's a philosophy side of it that I grown looking at it. There's physical challenges. And as a, as a fitness instructor and a personal trainer, I also realized that there are some challenges that are not always physically. There's also mental challenges. It was an eye opener to me that if you want to achieve peace around you, you have to achieve your inner peace first. That goes vice versa. If there is something in the outside going to affect you in the inside mentally then physically you'll be kind of struggling and if you're struggling physically you might it might affect you mentally and can really also cause problems around you so what i am i'm a human i'm a, I'm a human and i'm trying just to express myself and express myself with the values that i really admire love, love to share with people what is the philosophy that a handstand has taught you standing is a learning process comes up in many forms the only reason you'll find me maybe handstanding maybe better than many because I have fall maybe more than many in this specific mood. So it's it's a matter of practice. Balance is a constant, and that's where the handstand is. We're trying to handstand and we're trying to find our balance, and we keep falling all the time. So balance, it's not something that just happened and then that's it, we move on. No, balance actually, I think our purpose in our life is to find balance in every daily moment we're living it. 
and it's difficult. Many claim balance is easy and easy, but balance is difficult. I think what makes us living is finding the balance in how we are trying to live in our lives. And then there is the element of standing out of your comfort zone, which is I symbolizing it in the handstand, standing on my hands. And of course, standing out of the usual is not something easy. But if you manage to stand out of the usual, it will open to you a different perspective to see things differently because it's not usual. But that will give you the other side or the other incomplete side of the whole picture, of the complete picture. And what is giving us better than more different understanding than to see things from a complete point of view, not only from one point of view. And this is how I, I associate it with peace because peace usually, people tend to say the same things. They're just not seeing this full picture. And it takes so much effort. It takes so much effort to see from the other side or the opponent or the partner or the other person's point of view to see the complete picture. It takes effort. It takes, sometimes it takes dignity. Sometimes it might take sacrifice. Sometimes it might take understanding and analyzing our egos. But after all of that, it needs a true effort to get out of your comfort zone, see the complete picture. And, and this is how I associated with peace. You go to different cultures, they believed in things that we thought they were wrong, yet we know deep inside they might be even doing it better than us. Right. Perhaps it's a way. And we just have to, to look at it from their point of view and their perspective. But then we will find so much attachments that doesn't really want us to see things from a different perspective. Fear of not being able things to see them. The feel of our entitlements, the feel of our falling, the fear of our emotional attachments, you know, all of this. After all, there are many ways and many philosophers and many movements and ideologies that had already communicated this standing out of your comfort zone and seeing things from a different perspective and the way to approach peace. But the way how I approached it is through the handstand as a movement to symbolize this. Hmm. it's a literally a move to symbolize this and and the handstand is it's not an easy move you have to earn it right it, it requires so much it requires so much practice it requires so much understanding to your body it requires so much trust into yourself it requires so much understanding your dimension and hmm. strength as well so it's all all these elements it's physical and mental and from an instructor point of view um, I realized whenever I trained people as a handstand, I realized it wasn't only the physical barrier, but also the emotional barrier and the mental barrier too. Some of them, they do not accept being upside down. I know from a fitness instructor point of view that physically they are able, mm. but they do not have the trust in themselves. They do not accept or imagining themselves upside down. They'll be like, literally, I cannot really imagine myself upside down, yet they want to do it. So there was... There is, it's, it's, a, it's, a daily, it's a daily battle to find balance every day. It's a daily battle. Would you say balance is a myth? Because you said balance is something we have to work on every day. We have to find every day. So which actually just makes it that maybe it's a myth. I, I don't believe balance is a myth. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to stand on my hands <laughs> for even a one second or, or 30 seconds or a one minute. Um, whatever the time duration I have balanced myself. I know for us, I know for a fact it was a fact that was balanced to achieve emotion. If it was a myth, I wouldn't be able to stand my hand. <laughs> and balance is one of the <laughs> and balance is one of the biggest elements to handstand. But this is from a physical point of view because you see a handstand also 
it's a move, it's a body language. Mm. People can understand that I'm communicating a balance too, just by doing it. Right. So only by associating the message with it, people, deep thinkers would, would get the message more. Hmm. So I'm just trying to translate how how a move can be translated also to an idea. Right. However, that, to, to find balance, you need to anchor yourself with purpose. And that's usually the biggest challenge of everyone, I believe, is finding their own life purpose because that's the anchor. And the way how I associated my mission, Handstand Every City, I made that as a purpose for myself to promote peace through something I'm passionate about. What sort of an impact would you say this journey has brought in so far, personally and around? From a uh, from self point of view, uh, it enabled me to understand cultures more. Some, some schools and some organizations, they start to look at it, they look at it as a very interesting concept. Because after all, that from a move, a handstand, it become a concept. Right. And this concept, it, it, is, it is possible by questioning our, our own challenges and finding balance to what we really want to stand for. Because again, a handstand is another, another way of standing. It's going to question the qualities to what we stand for. So right. I've been to some colleges and to some universities to, to give some talks about uh, in Oman, in India, in Russia. And I was actually going to Jordan and Lebanon if this quarantine didn't happen, and that was supposed to be in April. And in many different, uh, so whether it's a sport, whether it's a, it's a it academic thing, whether it's an organization, when it comes to organizations, uh, there are some organizations, uh, volunteering ones, usually some of them again in India, and some of them in Pakistan, and some of them uh, were in Greece. They all accepted the idea in a very open heart and uh, and, Three, three, these three places coming from a very different continent. Right. And, and recently, and recently even I was talking about it now with the, with the organizations from Mexico now, which has given us another continent that they have. So we are all humans after all. So the message that I'm trying to communicate in all these organizations is the qualities of what we are standing for and how we symbolize it. Hmm. Because in order for us to find peace, you need to find your own balance. If you're not balanced, you're going to shift to an extreme. Extreme will shift out the balance and then we are no peace. Right. So it's literally finding the order of balance what brings peace. This is, this is what people really they don't see it most of the time. Because as I said earlier, if you didn't find your own inner peace, you won't find it outside. And that was the core of the conversation. While I'm doing a handstand, I communicate many things based on everyone's background and opportunity. But I, for sure, symbolize balance. For yeah. sure, it's also symbolizing seeing things from a different point of view. In one of my TED Talks, trying to highlight the fact that we don't really have the choice to what color skin we are born into, to what nationality we are at. But we are all, we are all trying to communicate the same thing. Yes, life sometimes is unfair. But to exist, you need to fight this injustice. You need to survive injustice if you want to exist. And the way to do it is finding your balance. Mm. 
And people usually, they tend to avoid finding their balance because it's a hassle. If you shift out of this balance, it's a hassle. And now the world somehow with this COVID challenges, it's trying to communicate this. We're all True. shifting out of the balance now. Yeah. Every day we were in the go, going outside, trying to work, trying to earn money. We barely see our places. We barely see our home. We spend our home maybe only to sleep, waking up. So basically we are aware that we are at home for two to three hours, the rest we're sleeping. Mm. Then actively we are out. Look at the situation at the moment. It's the other way around. Okay. People facing anxiety, people facing lots of problems, just by facing all their emotions and getting to know themselves between four walls, going to the whole scale of emotions at once. As you said that why we don't find our balance, I think in order to connect within, to understand our own selves, it requires mm. A, effort, B, it requires a lot of confrontation. Who am True. I? What kind of a person I am? It's very easy to blame on someone else or to put the baggage or the load on somebody else or a situation rather than taking ownership of it. Today, we are going through anxiety or you know, people are going crazy. I see people having posts saying that how many more days we're going mental, we're going crazy. It's surprising. I do laugh at it. But to each its own, I'm not trying to classify, um, you know, the, the, the humankind in, in certain boxes. Because we have never experienced a situation like this. And connecting with yourself is something that we have been disconnected with forever. So I really like that the way you've explained how balance is actually a tool to understand our own selves. When you talk about the perspective, there are two things. Even initially, when you talked about seeing the incomplete picture, what half have you seen through your journey? What is the incomplete picture that you have seen personally through your handstand journey? Right. So I had to drop some of my religion beliefs hmm. to understand some other different practices that they don't believe in the same religion of mine and they achieved some things in a better way. Mm. I had to drop my ego down and to learn from different practitioners who they did some things better than me when I thought I did it the best. <laughs> I had to, I had, I had to, you had to sacrifice some of my money and some of my time to go and to see some other places just to see and to, to reconform some ideas that I believed that they are wrong and then yet they didn't turn out to be wrong, they were right. So even in reconforming, you find sometimes you're not actually reconforming, you actually find out that some things are a different way. Those are barriers and attachment, entitlements that usually cage you, cage you a lot to, to start to approach and to realize different ideas. When I say seeing things from a different perspective and you have to see the complete picture. People always will look at the physical barrier. It's not. It's right. it's the ideas. It's the ideas that we believed in that formed the bubbles inside our heads. We thought whatever happens inside the bubble has to be the right way. You have to get out of the bubble. And getting out of that bubble needs a sacrifice. Needs needs analyze and needs acceptance. Hmm. Because you were talking about quarantine and this COVID situation, I would just like to understand you yourself are very mindful and conscious, but there's always room for improvement. We, we keep growing. Yeah. Has this quarantine taught you something different and something that you have started implementing in your own personal life? To be honest, this quarantine, it reconfirmed some stuff of my life. Uh, I didn't, it's a challenge for sure, but it's really just reconfirmed some of my values. 
These values, I've been living with it before the quarantine, that I am someone who trying, who, for example, if I couldn't go and understand something, what's happening outside, I'll try to understand myself more and that becomes something normal. Uh, so to me, it just reconfirms some ideas and some skills that need to be looked at and to be, to be better at. We're facing now to digitalization and we're facing to a digital world. So we need to look more at the digital solutions at the moment that um, allow us to communicate and to deliver in a better way. We need to discover themselves more. So personally, I didn't face challenges because me as a character and as a person, I always find mechanisms to express myself through music or movement or something like that. I would advise people as well to look at their mechanisms of expression more. If they don't have skills, they, sh they should look loud for skills. If they don't have an artistic side and they say we are not artistic, I will tell them bullshit. Start now <laughs> and cover more. Start to pick a pencil, pick a music instrument. Don't label yourself. Another problem we had, we liberalized ourselves a lot. Don't label yourself. We are all humans. Pick the skill that you are passionate about and grow it. Just like a tree again. This will come. Just grow it. You have to be patient. And practice what you love. Ralph Waldo Emerson, he had said, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. Fahad talks about his purpose and emotional values. Well, the ultimate purpose of any human being is to explore and to know. So religions, beliefs, family, family names, nationalism, they're all emotional values. And when you're trying to communicate a logic and a fact, usually the first barrier in front of us is the emotional value. We have to be aware, I'm not saying to deny. We're human beings after all, we, everyone should have an emotional values, but we have to be aware of our emotional values. We have to be aware of what is really influencing us to do the right and the wrong thing. There's actually no right and wrong things. It's just the way how we feel about them. Perhaps we need to check and to look a better understanding to that. But when I say I have to put the sacrifice and to look things from a different perspective, I am aware of my own emotional values and everyone should be aware of their emotional values to communicate the logic and the fact or the rational side of what's happening. So you never got any sort of opposition? from people around, from your family, other than yourself, because you talk a lot about your own personal barriers that you've broken. Of course, of course, of course, yeah. Of course, when I say family, it's again, it's, an, it's another emotional, uh, emotional value. Yeah, of course, I have faced a lot of that, for sure. But as long I am able to communicate it clearly, subconsciously, we're not aware of what we are communicating. And suddenly, if you're going to communicate someone of your family, it's subconsciously, emotionally, the conversation. You're going to tell them one plus one equals two, and they're going to tell you, no, one, equal, one plus one equals 11. So to them, the emotional value is 11. And to you, the fact and the science says it's two. So yes, I had some many with my family. I had some with many, some of it with society, but as long Respect is a universal language. As long as I respect, I can maintain everything else. So the most important thing, the more you have seen many different cultures, you will learn respect is a universal language. And it's the most important because 
it, it maintain and retain the emotional value of anything you're doing, but also it enables you to communicate it in a more or better, healthier way. So as long as you're able to maintain the respect lines of something, you can always look at it and communicate it better. Absolutely. Thank you. That was yeah. again enlightening. You're like a very saintly person. You have a very monk sort of a vibe. You're always very calm. You're always wearing that ideal smile of yours. Even right now, looking at the opposition, the perspective that you had, uh, in, in your answer, it is, it is extremely easy breeze or a wave, you know, like the wind when it just blows in your face. It's like that. Like when, when you talk, the vibe that you give, it's like that. Have you always been like this or is it something that you're transitioning into mindfully consciously? To be honest, I don't know. I would lie to you if I know. <laughs> but now I'm at this moment, I'm communicating the things I believe in and what I really have truly been through out of realization. And as you said, every day with someone new, every moment where someone new, some of us are lucky to be aware they are. And some of us are not lucky enough to know that they are. No, because we keep changing constantly and feelings and our approach of logic keep changing around it. But being aware of everything around us is what's important. As our conversation turns philosophical, I take charge of the steering wheel and direct it to Fahad's environmental initiative called Move Green. That is solely run by volunteers. I ask him how it came to existence, to which he says, To be honest, when the move green happened, I didn't have really the intention to do the move green. The move green happened, the way how did the move green happen? That's a very funny way. I came up with a song called Matlub Adala by the ukulele. It's a form of expression. It's an easy, simple song. Wanted for justice, who you litter? Wanted for justice, the environment is our responsibility. Or something deeper than that. We have a word called amana. In English, we don't have that. It means something you take, but then after some time, you're going to give it, but in a more responsible way. So you have to give it back better than before. In Arabic, we call it amana. So I post this little song in the ukulele on, on Instagram. And then the song started to become a little bit viral in some certain channels in Oman and in some little uh, countries close by. I didn't really expect that. I put it even on the story, as I said. It's one of these mornings I wake up, I drink my coffee, yeah. I sang the song, sending some vibes and I was like, why not just sing this? Because as I'm singing it from the window, I saw some idiot guy. He didn't throw the rubbish in the can in the right, in the right place or the bin. And he just left it and just sparks a fire in my chest. And I was like, okay, let me just sing it. People start to sing the song. I was like, okay, that was really a very good. I didn't expect this. There was This is really something uh, nice to see the people respond to it. And uh, it kind of formed a way of uh, solidarity. And at the same time, people like the song and the melody of it. I didn't expect it would go to that far, really. Then uh, people start to ask me if I can come as I'm doing some cleanups, beach cleanups. Some other people ask me to come to do with them to do some beach cleanups and to sing the song. So we sang the first song of the song, Matlul Adal. It was in Bandar Khairan. No, sorry, in Matrah. And back then, in the same time, I was trying to form a small group of volunteers. But it wasn't environmentally directed because I wanted to bring the volunteering culture more into the youth initiative and the importance of it. It just happened, we went to Matrah and uh, I had my handstand, uh, little symbol on it. And I was like, people start to recognize it and they wanted a t-shirt of it. So like, okay, I'm gonna honor whoever wants to clean the beach t-shirt to keep them motivated. And then the second day, the second day, I guess the call, they were like, we really enjoyed this. We want to sing the song with you and the stuff. Let's, 
meet up in uh, Bandar Khairan at 4 a.m. I said to myself, who would come at 4 a.m. to Bandar Khairan? You know, I went to Bandar Khairan at 4 a.m. I met lovely, wonderful people at 4 a.m. We went to Bandar Khairan and we were almost around 60 people and more people to come on the way. It was like a raid to Bandar Khairan and to clean Bandar Khairan. Mm. And we sang the song Matlub Adala. And then the next week, Sifa. And then from that day, Sifa, until the pandemic happened, it didn't stop. Every day we picked up a week. Sometimes we are 60, sometimes we are five, sometimes we are three, sometimes we are 20, sometimes it depends on availability and things like this. And then suddenly I start to see some of these groups holding a flag. They printed the logo on it and they named it Move Green. Incredible. I said, okay, if you guys wanted it to be, it is to be. You did not choose the name I, as Move Green? I didn't choose the name. I didn't choose the name as a Move Green. I didn't choose the colors. There's a flag been made. I didn't made it. It was just a surprise. People coming with it and singing with it. Then I realized people are starting really to enjoy it and to get out like this. So we, just, we dedicated every weekend. We go and enjoy nature. And we try to make it and to keep it fun as much as we can. At the same time, we give some love to nature. So what you see is just, it's all about sharing love, really. I didn't, I didn't have the idea to put, to be honest, it's a heavy responsibility. It's not an easy responsibility. Putting all that weight of every weekend, you're going to give one day to nature, which I really love, I'm not forget. But having all that responsibility and to fight for it, it's, it's really heavy. And, but people start to grow, it's cultivated now. And now you can see even small little entrepreneur, entrepreneurs in adventure, now we are trying to guide them through environmental uh, direction. So now another thing we're trying to do now, which we are really already making, is to collaborate with entrepreneurs and to give them a bit of a guidance of sustainability. So it grow from an idea, from a song to a group of people going to a social entrepreneur guiding entrepreneurs how to go through sustainability. All what I did is maybe a little bit of guidance of how professional we should put it sometimes from here to there. This is literally how did the movie happen. I didn't go and form a group. It was I even have the video of how I was shocked to see a flag called Move Green and we are called Move. I was completely shocked, completely shocked. It's universe's gift to you. Uh, we, we can say that. I, I would say really it's, it was a heavy weight on the shoulders in the beginning to accept it. Mm. I tried to share the responsibility more. They wanted to put me front and I was like, guys, this is all of us responsibility. Should let's just work more of mechanisms of how we can really share responsibilities together because after all the environment is not a one person's responsibility Absolutely. or one organization's responsibility it's it's a collective effort so the success okay. in the environment approach always comes by collectivity i have been with move green for some of their fun cleanup morning activities and it has been extremely effortless mainly because of the way it has been created the motive behind Move Green is love and positivity, which Fahad further reiterates with True, hate is easy. It can be done in one second. Love is something to grow like a tree. But if the tree grows, it will give you the right fruits for what you want to have. And the fruits that we want and the tree that we grow it, we know that tree. We want to grow a tree of environmental awareness. We don't want to grow a tree of hate that spikes everyone. We want to make everyone to have a piece of this tree or a piece of this, the fruits of this tree. We don't, want, we don't want people, when they hear the move green, to think of us as a second police. Yeah. We want to look at them as a people who really sharing love to this earth and to make the people who did mistakes 
give them a second chance to be part of a positive environmental vibe. And, and that's, that's really the core of it, is, is the belonging and, and to show people that they are belonging to something positive, not stressful. Building, building love is, is harder a lot than building hate. Hate is a very instinct emotion and can create it through fear. Very easy, but love is, is you have to grow and you have to be patient with love. We have to be patient with love, indeed. <laughs> but in the times that we live in, patience is such a rare quality. Maybe it's our differences that lead to the conflicts we see around today. I wonder what Fahad thinks of it. Well, difference is not a problem. It's a perspective. Difference is, could be something good. It depends how we look at it. But you call, you're, you're only able to achieve this kind of thinking when you understand that what efforts that we are trying to build towards to, it has to empower what connects us together. But if we start to empower things that separate us together and to empower different, which I call it all the time, empowering the ego. If we empower an individual ego above one system or above one universal system, simply what will happen is we're going to promote conflict of interest. Therefore, we're going to see our differences as a competition. Hmm. We should all realize that whatever we are empowering, and we have to be aware of what we are empowering, and, and, this is where, and this is where people have to realize, when they see something different, they should empower what connects them together. They should not empower what makes them different more. Because if you empower what connects us together, we're going to go and work in a very perfect harmony. But if you start to empower something different, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to give more energy here because this is different. I'm not going to give energy here because this is different. You're going to empower conflict of interest because then, the only way to survive is to compete. The best way to survive is to work together. So we want to empower more of working together then, and to empower the idea, because ideas are everywhere. But we need to look at the ideas that bring us together and to give that more value. At the moment, majority, it was easier for them to, to empower the idea that separates us hmm. because gave them a bit of belonging or a bit of way of surviving could be economically or could be um, socially but I believe from a from a bigger scale we should start to look at especially when it comes to the environment it has to be during collective effort and therefore the only success to do that is to empower what brings us all together which is yeah, earth and yeah and I think it has to be an everyday affair and to be done consciously you know because harmony also as you said like balance harmony and peace cannot be achieved overnight it is not a one-day task it is something that we have to do and redo every single day isn't it every day peace is approachable every day it's just where we are can where we are able to find the balance absolutely absolutely the balance and peace today tomorrow also you will have to find the balance of the other day so it's something where it's not something we are working on every day to achieve it in a bigger picture now it's something that we have to face it every day to achieve it. the only ground that connects us is the earth and the environment no matter what we're all living under one sky and we are all living in one planet which is earth so the more we empower that the more other ideas that can really separate us we empower earth. that's going to bring us all together yeah. and i think earth strongest idea to be empowered we just have to look at it and we have to expect and respect our differences 
Fahad Alabri is a soul that seeks. His wisdom goes beyond layman comprehension, and yet it is so easily understood. His simple and heartfelt message for all is: As a final word, I would say we've been living too long on the surface of our own skins, and we barely knew ourselves at all. I would invite everyone to look at themselves and to give some time. I know the quarantine must be challenging, but I would believe the quarantine is a very good time for people to sit down and to discover themselves more, to understand themselves more, and to understand the values and the ideas they empower. Do they empower things that makes us different, or they empower the things that makes our difference together? I always believed Earth. That's the idea that brings everyone together, where diversity becomes a strength. They have to make sure that they don't empower themselves above the environment. We have to a little bit away from the spaces that becomes a victim of a commercial obstacle center. We have. We are better than looks. So I would love. I would love people just to take this opportunity, and to go deeper than the surface of their skins. Fahad plays three instruments, writes jingles and songs. For us, he performs his very own viral song Madlub Lala Dala and his recent creation Earth Connects Us All. Madlub Lala Dala Ya tarik alpo mama Madlub Lala Dala Al ardu alayna man now the English one. Climate change, climate change. Let's together heal the weather. Climate change, climate change. Earth is calling now or never. Climate change, climate change. Let's together heal the weather. Climate change, climate change. We are all in this together. Thank you for listening to You Are Human. If you liked today's episode, then please share it. And if there is a subscribe or a follow option on the platform you're using to listen to this podcast, then please do that too. See you in the next episode. Until then, remember, our time is limited. Let's make the most of it.